Well, that caught the attention of our commentator, Lou Guzzo, and Lou tonight says he thinks a crackdown is in order. I have to ask a question, Gary. Who needs teenage punk rock nightclubs anyway? In fact, who needs punk rockers? If ever the rest of us needed to put our foot down and say enough is enough, the time is now. And the issue is nightclubs for teenagers as well as the punk rockers that they attract. I can't buy the argument that we must provide nightclubs for teenagers because they don't have anything to do. If they can't find anything to do, I think it's because the world of drugs and booze made attractive by punk rock has them mesmerized. sense to try something worthwhile. Instead of the ugly hairdos and, and ridiculous makeup and costumes of punk rock, the teenagers so inclined might try the real world for change. I think they find better entertainment than skiing, swimming, hiking, climbing, biking, camping, movies, video games, and something as revolutionary as reading and learning.
And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Kill Lou Guzzo by the Dehumanizers from Seattle, Washington. Lou Guzzo, of course, being a TV personality. Kill Lou Guzzo by the Dehumanizers from the 1980s. Today on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with Fucked Up from Toronto, Ontario. They are playing tonight at Pub 340 and are also doing an all-ages gig tomorrow at the Cloverdale Seniors Centre. How about that, Lou Gazzo? So to prepare you for Fucked Up from Toronto, we have some Toronto music. Here are the government! <laughs> Hemingway hated disco music.
And you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio right now? Hello, are you there? Yes, we are. Yeah. We're here. Please, who are you? Please introduce yourselves. Who are you? Uh, my name is Mr. Joe. From? Fucked up the band. Effed up. From Toronto, Ontario. From Toronto, Ontario, Canada. My name is Pink Eye. And who else do we have in a band? Please We introduce. have over here. I am, uh, I am Concentration Camp from Fucked Up. And this over here is... 10,000 Marbles. And... Mustard Gas. And where's Gulag? Gulag is, con- a.k.a. the camp. Now, has that caused any confusion at all, having all different names? Well, it's definitely confused me, because I, I, I barely can remember who we're supposed to be. One person, one that, one person that hasn't uh, confused is the U.S. border guards, who can still tell that we are... Uh, <laughs> they know who we all are. Yeah, they know all our given and biological names. They keep getting mixed around and stuff like that. I guess I was curious, when you guys play a gig, and you are playing tonight, I mean, you are playing tonight, you've come all the way out to CITR Radio, the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show, to tell the people that you're playing tonight. Thank you for coming all hey, the way. Thank you for having us. And you're playing tonight at Pub 340 in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. That's yes, we are. Right. At Pub 340, and tomorrow night you're playing in the day in Cloverdale, according to this little information yep. in front of me, at the Cloverdale Seniors Center. That's 6022 176th Street in Surrey, B.C. Wait a second. It doesn't make sense. How can the Cloverdale Senior Center be in Surrey, B.C.? Where is the gig actually happening? I think it's The in, seniors don't know Cloverdale from Surrey. Yeah, I think... I don't. Let me check this flyer just behind my head right here. We're and looking here at all the gigs that fucked up half I think for the, Surrey, B.C. Does it say the Cloverdale Senior Cloverdale Center? Cloverdale Senior, Senior Center. Well, I'll tell you what. If you can tell us where the Cloverdale Senior <laughs> Center is, you'll win some free tickets to go see Fucked Up. The number to call, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. That's tomorrow, we think, in Surrey, B.C., yeah. at the Cloverdale Senior Center. An all-ages show. Tonight is drinking, right? Tonight, Tonight is yeah. drinking. And actually, that's what I was wondering about. As you guys, as the band Fucked Up, as you were marketed, etc., do you not get the marketing you deserve because of your name? Uh, well, I don't, I don't think we really bargained for anything that's happened at this point. We thought we're going to be a local band, play some local shows for local people. But even for local shows, like, for instance, Concentration Camp in Now Magazine, do they say the word fucked up? Like, in the papers and stuff like that, will they actually say the word fucked up? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of boundaries have been pushed over the last five years through this band. Uh, you know, so it's like society, society has really started coming. Do you go to, like, interview around. school? Does Damon school you, Damien school you, well, whatever, you pink eye? Does he school you an interview? <laughs> I, uh, I kind of do. I carry this band publicly. Like, uh, I'm the public face of this but band. But no, you know what I mean? Like, you're on tour, you're in Boston, and you open up the paper, and it doesn't list your band because of the name. I mean, has it ever been detrimental in that respect? Like, physically, like, the club will not put up the poster because they're afraid to promote yeah, or something they, like that. I know if you're playing a house show and stuff, yeah. but now, is no, you're, say, now yeah. you're on the Jade Tree. And by the way, <laughs> just here for a second, can you please tell me, what is the band Negative Approach all about? Uh, they're an amazing hardcore band. from. But you hate being referred to as a negative yes. approach ripoff. Yes. Then yes. why is it on the sticker on the uh, CD when every DJ gets it? I have not seen that. There it is, right there. Fucked up. Hidden if you, world. If you, Reference the wipers, the Ramones, a negative approach. Focus on tracks one, two, four, five, six, seven. Oh, that's funny. All of them. Profanity <laughs> on. Oh, all of them. Canadian artists right there. Negative approach. I guess I want to ask you guys that because you've kind of said you hate it when people call you a negative approacher type band. 
and yet your label is calling you a negative approach. So can you blame people like myself for saying, oh, well, uh, they're like negative approach. No, I don't blame you. And actually, to tell you the truth, uh, well, the reason we don't want to be compared to negative approach is because someone will be very disappointed when they put on this record and they're not hearing negative approach. Well, that out. being said, I know nothing actually about negative approach. Can you please inform me about negative approach? Uh, negative approach sound like a bunch of wolves attacking a bunch of fetuses in the pits of hell as a hardcore band. Like, there's no real, you can't really put in words what negative approach is because they are Detroit incarnate in the mid 80s on Cass Corner. You know, construction boots and biker boots and chains. They're just, they're like, they're the perfect hardcore band. So, you know, for us to compare them, compare ourselves to them would be like, you know, a pop band comparing themselves to the Beatles or the Manson family. And referring back to my earlier question here, just wondering, has it ever gotten away? Like, for instance, you're in a town and you're not listed. They won't list you. Or, for instance, will eBay list your record? Can you have the word fucked up on eBay? Believe me, eBay, people with fucked up on eBay have found a way to sell our records. And it's uh, a lot of it has to do with key placements of asterisks. You know, and certain le- letters being omitted and whatnot. Like when the Globe and Mail did the article, we were, the article was about F dash 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 K E D U P. But is that the ultimate insult? Do you think that's the ultimate insult for Damien? Uh, what do you think, Laundry Basket? Do you think that that's the <laughs> ultimate insult for Damien not being able to put his own band on eBay? <laughs> oh, I, hey, hey. You, you love the bay. You love the bay. You love the bay. But I would, I, I think that is a cardinal sin. To is list your Laundry own Basket band. related to it? Uh, what? What? Sandy. Yes. Sandy, what names have you gone through? Laundry basket? Uh, laundry. Gas mask? Mustard. <laughs> slumpy. Shlomo. Sh- what's that one? That was one we were toying with, Shlomo. Oh, Shlomo. But then we thought it might sound a little anti-Semitic. But among my friends, I've known Not like concentration off. camp. Not like concentration camp. It's perfectly. Concentration camp is an historical event. And you can get to know Fucked Up tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at Pub 340 with the transmitters, the Riff Randalls, and special appearance by DBS. I understand you guys are big DBS fans. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be amazing if DBS played DBS tonight. are coming to the gig tonight. Really? Well, at least one member of the coming band. down to Pub 340 tonight. Oh, my at gosh. At least one member of the band, the influential hardcore band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, DBS, who got a chance to open up for, like, AFI and Rancid way back when. And they when. brought Anti-Flag yeah. on Anti-Flag's first tour. Yeah, they paved the way. Yep. And now, when I interviewed AFI all these years later, I said... Can you please tell me the importance of DBS? The other dude in the band, not Davey Habak, but the other guy, Jay Poop, he said, <laughs> you mean death by stereo. <laughs> it's, it's being tainted. Oh, it's that's being, horrible. It's being, so are you ever confused with that other band, Fuck, on that other label in the United States of America? Oh, on Matador? Yeah, because, like, you know, Matador, Jay yeah. Tree, you know. Well, you know, I, I think we are closer to Fuck in how awesome we are then DBS is c- close to, or as that other band, Death by Stereo, is close to DBS. DBS, to me, they hit, like, crack hit L.A. in my neighborhood of Riverdale. And hopefully we'll get to some DBS a bit later in oh, our Everybody Human Radio Show. So. And thank you for bringing all these records in. Oh, I really appreciate you. it. And what did we actually hear? Could you please introduce yourself again and say, what did we hear just before you guys came on? Actually, we heard your selection, and then we heard some Garlic Boys as well. What can you tell us about the Garlic Boys? I don't even know anything about the Garlic Boys, even though I have that record. They're on Public Bath Records, which is generally a Japanese noise label, and normally put out limited edition records that are all numbered, and 
from the and I've always flipped by it in the bin thinking, oh, it's just gonna be a noise record, but it's a raging hardcore ripper. We had the Garlic Boys, and before that, we had the government from Toronto, Ontario. Classic, classic Toronto band. That was off their first seven-inch, Hemingway Hates Disco. I love that tune. An amazing record. My favorite tune. And I'd say, you know, I love the government all the way through, but that is the closest thing they ever did to a punk record. And we began the Nardwada Human Survey Radio Show with Kill Lou Guzzo by the Humanizers from Seattle, Washington. And please introduce yourself again to the listeners. And what did we hear just before we started talking to you? And who are you? Uh, This is Mr. Joe, a.k.a. G-Beat. And uh, anyway, we heard the sound, and the song was Heartland. That's a record I got today, and it's the second time I heard that song. Uh, what's the background on that band? I know nothing about them as well. Uh, I know about as much as you do about that band. What made you buy it? What makes Joe buy a record fucked up? <laughs> Damien. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a recommendation. Uh, they were a band from England. They kind of came out of it, and they were pitched as being, you know, the next Joy Division. And then, ironically enough, the lead singer <laughs> killed himself a couple years later. I guess not ironically. Coincidentally enough, the lead singer killed himself after three records. But that's their first LP. They did a seven inch before that, which is impossible to find. That LP is pretty rare too. You could score today, Mr. Joe. Uh, thanks. It was my intuition. And I apologize for maybe wrecking it by cranking it. Can you wreck a record by cranking it? <laughs> you can only make it stronger that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And also, I would like to ask you, fucked up, about your Canadian connections. It's pretty incredible because over to my left, we have. Uh, who are you? Please come we, over here. We please. have. Gord Dufresne. Oh, Gord, here. Just take the mic if you could. Just Gord. The Barry Gordy of Canada. Are you there, Gord? Hello. I'm here. I'm here. Gord, what's really exciting is where is your record label? Where's Fucked Up's record label based? Uh, Delaware. Where is it based? Delaware. No, no. Where is it based? Oh, you mean you mean our vinyl label? Yes. It's based in the backwoods of BC. The where? Uh, I think where some of the beachcombers used to live. That's correct. Where is Fucked Up's record label? Woodbine. Yeah. Build, I'm building up to it, Gord. That's, Sunshine Coast. I'm building some magic going oh, okay. on. This is radio magic, and you ruined it. Gibson, BC. Gibson's, British Columbia, Canada. That's incredible. I love it. I loved it. Out of Gibson's, straight out of Gibson's. <laughs> All this excitement is happening. Not far away, actually, from Gibson's is Garth Richardson, of course. Yep. Remember the son of Jack Richardson, yep. who produced the Guess Who, and the Guess Who who first invented Fuzz Tone and stuff, and that's why we're all here today. The Fuzz Tone love of Fucked Up. Check them out tonight. Pub 340, 340 Camby, tomorrow. And all ages gig. Yes, caller, you did hang up, but if you do phone back shortly, we'll put you on the guest list if you can tell us where the Cloverdale Senior Center is. Hint, it's in Surrey, BC, or is it? That's tomorrow night. <laughs> all ages gig, because you like playing the all ages gig. I love Gibson's British Columbia, Canada. When did you meet Fucked Up Gore? When did you meet Fucked Up? We've known each other for over eight, nine years now. I mean, yeah. when we, I've lived in Toronto uh, for a good period of time, and uh, we've been friends, and then the band formed, and then I guess that was the... Gord was the focus. first guy to take Fucked Up seriously before anyone else, because we, we were kind of like the, the jokes of the Toronto breakout summer scene. Um, you know, we were called Fucked Up, and we didn't have lyrics. I just made up words on the spot. And before that, uh, concentration camp sang and screamed like in a high-pitched voice and stuff. But yeah, and then Gord was the only guy that took it seriously, so we're indebted to him forever. We sold our souls. And Gord moves to Gibson's for the gardening. That's correct. The best gardens in Canada are in... Gibson's BC. And the best hardcore vinyl label in Canada is in... I'd like to think Gibson's, Gibson's British BC. Columbia Canada. Gibson, BC. I'm going to go. Gord, with that. you have an announcement to make regarding the Canadian Portland, connection Oregon, because I love the connections, the Canadian connection. Well, you are Canadian, but I mean, so I love the connections generally from fucked up to Vancouver because, of course, well, right off the Gibson's connection, you know, British Columbia. But you have another connection to make, Gord, an announcement. You'd like to make an announcement about one of your bands from British Columbia, Canada. 
the transmitters, of yes, course. Yes, please. Could you please make that announcement? This is very exciting. Regarding the upcoming album, I presume? Yes, the upcoming album. Now, earlier, fucked up, you wanted me to play The Young Canadians. Sorry, I played it the other week. Now, The Young Canadians were on Quintessence Records. They were. Who else was on Quintessence Records? Subhumans for their first uh, 12-inch. Yes. Uh, K-Tels. The AV EP. And uh, Female Hands. And I know I'm missing something here. The Po. Pointed sticks. The pointed sticks now. The pointed sticks. What happened to the pointed sticks? Eventually, they left Quintessence for what record label? Stiff. And you have an announcement. This is very exciting. This is very exciting. (laughs) Because up until a few years ago, the only Canadian band ever on Stiff Records was? The pointed sticks. Gord, you have an announcement. Gord is from again. Gord is from again. Deranged Records, derangedrecords.com, maybe yeah, something that like that. About right, from yeah. Gibson's British Columbia, Canada, and he has an announcement to make about one of the bands on his label. The announcement is that the Transmitters' upcoming album will be licensed in the UK and Europe on CD format on the Stiff Record label. That's incredible. That's that really is incredible. incredible. Now, can you do the same for Fucked Up? Uh, fucked up would <laughs> it'd be a bit complicated with fucked up, but uh, if the offer came, if the offer came on my table, I would then push it towards the fucked up. And I think that's just totally incredible. Stiff yeah. records, point of sticks, transmitters all come together through the deranged Gibson's British Columbia connection. There's another band from Gibson's called the Shiny Diamonds as well from Gibson's, we haven't seen, and they opened up for the point of sticks. It's just mind-boggling. <laughs> and then there's the case of now, who are you, Joe? Are you the career suicider? Yeah. You're the career suicider because there's a Canadian connection, of course, to career suicide because you're from Toronto. I love saying Canadian because I'm so used to saying Canadian connection to an American band, but you're not an American band. You're a Canadian band from Toronto. But there is a CITR connection to career suicide, isn't there? Yes, there is. This has been really confusing for me because years ago, through these very halls of CITR, a guy wandered by CITR through the name of... Martin Farkas? Yes, Martin. And Martin was saying, there's this new type of music out there. It's <laughs> called power violence. You have to get into it. You have to get... It's just the best. It's it's just the best. And then he moves to Toronto and this career suicide is incredible. Was Martin into power violence and how did a CITR end up as the singer of your other band, Career Suicide? Uh, he was definitely into power violence. How did he end up that way? There was a, there was a band called Fuck Jonah named after someone with that name and uh, they disbanded and I joined and he was a singer. But uh, the best CITR story about Martin Farkas also involves someone called Gabby Resch and Matthew Miller. Two people who have also been in career suicide. There was an all-night show, a talk show. And Gabby show. also filled in yes. on bass for... Th- career suicide. No, for... The Riff Randalls! The Riff Randalls! playing tonight! That's yes. how, that's how uh, <laughs> the old, old band we were in, Board of Education, before Career Suicide, played with the Riff Randalls when they came to Toronto, when Gabby was their roadie. And on this show, Gabby Martin and Matt Miller, I'm pretty sure, had an on-air talk show with Aaron... Someone, Aaron, Aaron Shaw. Aaron Shaw. I'm pretty sure where they got two young crystal meth users to come in and have sex on the air, which <laughs> later got the show taken off. Yes, I remember watching that on the camera that's filming us. Exactly. Right now! Actually, some of the juices took years to wash off. It was very That's why exciting. the CD broke when you smashed it on the table. But the Not because of the sheer force. The, the BC connection, so the CITR connection, career suicide, and to top that off, don't career suicide have a song about Eric from the band Philocracy? Fratricide. No, John. From Fratricide. Fratricide. Because Eric from Flexerhead, who does the legendary Flexerhead show on yes. CITR, was in a band Fratricide. And you guys sing about Fratricide. That's right. John Solianus, who, uh, who had some condition in which he had to undergo radiation therapy and has to be 
quarantined for a number of days because he shits radiation. Incredible. CITR connection, and it doesn't end there. And also, Damien, Mark yes. Coulivan, who you know. Oh, yes, I know Mark. Who is Mark Coulivan? Mark Coulivan is a Canadian record-collecting god. Uh, he is one of the people that helped compile with Frank Manley the Smash Estate, which is the holy bible for Canadian punk record collectors. He also uh, is a guy that has a lot of my money now in his possession because he <laughs> sold me some records. And he uh, is also a guy who contributed to my zine that ran for one issue. He did an article on arson, on right? On arson, And that exactly. was the zine Killer Man? Killer is Man. that going to come out again? Well, I'm working on the second issue. And uh, it's it's a long time coming, as the song says. And uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I I've got a you know I'd like to say I've got a lot of stuff on my plate that's preventing me from doing it, but I'm just really lazy. And another connection between CITR and the band Fucked Up is Mustard Gas. You interviewed me. Yes. You interviewed me, Mustard Gas. Yes. Did that I ever did. air? No, it didn't air because I was the only person doing the show, and I, it's just too much work to edit video. But it was. Thanks a, for the interview, anyways, yeah. though, because I thought that was just incredible. And then, who's the Mods and Rockers connection? That was both Sandy and I, because I was going to say I interviewed you too. Yeah. But that's what I was curious about. Yeah. Mods and Rockers. Are you still doing Mods and Rockers? No, Mods and Rockers, unfortunately, met a similar fate to that all night radio show, but we didn't have anyone have sex on the air to get kicked off. But we did get yeah. thrown off. For saying some uh, liableless statements. The P's expressed are those by fucked up, and only. Sorry. There's going to be some offensive words used on the show. Please tune out if you're easily offended. The opinions expressed by fucked up are only of fucked up, so please tune out if you're easily offended. What offending things did you say? Well, there was a certain promoter in Toronto. Uh, BC connection. Uh, I don't think he has a BC connection. No, they, no, they no, were, no. Oh. It's okay. Maybe we shouldn't get yeah. into that then. Well, anyway, <laughs> we labeled a certain promoter whose name shall go without being said uh, as a crackhead. And even though that is true, uh, unfortunately, when you can't prove it with evidence, it's liable. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Hey, Nardwar. Hey, sorry for making you hang on so long. No, I just kept calling back and knew someone would answer. You have a question for the band Fucked Up? Or did no, you want to win? I love I love fucked up, but what I want to know is I know where the the senior center is. Oh, could you explain? Is it in Surrey? It's actually in Cloverdale. Oh, it is. So that was a typo then. It's well, it, Cloverdale is actually part of the city of Surrey. Oh, someone got pwned about their someone PC got knowledge. Pwned? Did you just say pwned? Yeah, pwned. Like poning noobs. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's some internet talk. Yeah. Wow, you're good. Did you want to win, caller? Did you? Would you like to yeah. go? Would you like? Well, I, what, what kind of show is it? I got a studio out there actually. So if it's a band, I'll give them some free time. Wait. Yeah. Do you guys want to record tomorrow? a single on your break? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that tomorrow. Well, if you guys got space and time, I got the space. We definitely do have tons of time. Oh, we well, all we're gonna do our big time, our big plan tomorrow is to go to more record stores and eat more sushi, which okay, is a well, very crazy similar Bob plan. Is right around uh, where I am. There we go. I don't know if you know about Crazy Bob. No, but any record Crazy store Bob's is incredible. It's amazing. It has got the largest selection of vinyl in British Columbia, Canada, jammed into its spot. The largest collection. And I'm it's way in the suburbs, too. So in Cloverdale or whatever, Langley. No, that's in Langley. It's Langley. And it's yeah. such a great selection. So, caller, did you want to win to go see Fucked Up tomorrow night in All Ages Show, 7.30 p.m.? Yes, I want to see Fucked Up. Okay, well, hold on, caller. Actually, maybe could you phone back because I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, this, this yeah, yeah. phone back in about two minutes, and then we'll get your name and all little particulars. Thank My you. My name right now is Sasha. Okay, well, anybody named Sasha can get into the gig. To no, 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 no. <laughs> we have to give another name. Um, okay, uh, thank you, caller, and do do the loot do. 
Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, not quite. Do-do-do-do-do. Oh, right. And you're still listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarty Human Survey Radio Show. But what I was curious about is how could you have the show Moz and Rockers go down? Because isn't Jeff Cohen from the Horseshoe all behind that? Like, how yep. could Jeff Cohen be brought down? Well, unfortunately, JC, though he has a man, he's a man of great resources and great empire, like the Roman Empire, had a little thing uh, where you know, I can't, I don't know where I'm going with this. No, he, he got taken down because, uh, like a lot of university radio stations, which is why you should support Come Funding Drive Time, uh, don't have a lot of money. And when, as soon as lawyers were mentioned in regards to slander, we got the heave ho. And we then went and did it on the internet for a while. And minus me, minus Sandy. Uh, or laundry or mustard gas. Because it got kicked off. Because she got kicked off. <laughs> Which is a whole other amazing story of why Sandy got kicked you? off. What, what's your oh. deal? With what? Uh, <laughs> Damien, could you please introduce the man I just pushed the mic into his face? The, the man you just pushed the mic into his face is the biggest sociopath you will ever meet in your entire life. He goes by the name of 10,000 Marbles, and he is the brain trust behind fucked up, which could explain why he's a sociopath. How are we doing so far 10,000 marbles? Are we accurately Are we actually portraying fucked up? Is there anything you'd like to get across there? We're just about to kick into no. one of your tracks. I mean, that's not really my job. I'm, I'm alright with these guys. How about David Comes out. to Life? We're going to be playing your selection, yes. David Comes... Will this be performed tonight? Uh, I, I will bet dollars to donuts that we will play David Comes to Life this evening. This is tonight at Pub 340, but 10,000 Marbles, anything about the recording of David Comes to Life or anything else we haven't really touched on? We'll be back, of course. You want to talk about that song? It's kind of your lyrics. Okay. Well, we wrote it uh, about... A, see, Mike... Or 10,000 Marbles, I should say. When he says that to me, he's brainwashed me in such a way that those are cues where I know I have to jump in. It was perfect. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, So, David, the song is about a little boy who wants more than anything to get to heaven. But then he realizes that every day you live your life, you commit more and more sins. So what he's going to do is kill himself before he can commit any more sins. But you're married. How does that apply to you? Well, I'm married because uh, you get better stuff once you get married. (laughs) Fucked up.
Double shot. Yeah!
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. And we still, still, still have in the studio... Who are you? Please introduce yourselves again. We are F to the U to the CK to the ED to the UP, fucked up. I'm representing Toronto, M4K. Where are you from? South Riverdale, home of the DBS fan club. For real? And I'm Pink Eyes. And who else do we have in the band, Pink Eyes? Could you please identify who else we have? On on my side, on my side, I'm flanked by my wing people. I got Mr. Joe, and I got the Mustard Gas. Beside that, we've got uh, Concentration Camp. And then at the end, the strong silent type, 10,000 Marlboros. And you guys have kindly brought in a whole bunch of records and iPod-y type things that yes. we're playing for the listeners out there in Radioland. And you're going to be playing for the listeners out there in Radioland too tonight at Pub 340. It's fucked up. The Transmitors and the Weef Wandles and tomorrow night in Cloverdale an all ages gig at the Cloverdale Senior Center in Surrey, BC. Mm-hmm. Cloverdale, BC at 7.30pm. It's with Revenge, their last show. Set Afoot, Ill-Advised and Sweatshop Republic. What are some of the fun bands that you guys have played with? Like band names. Like I always like the name like oh. Excruciating Terror. Like when you guys play on bills and stuff like that. Are there some good band names that you've Really enjoyed shitloads of fuck all. Um, what was that band that we played with the other weekend in Peterborough called? The first band. What the shit? What the shit? Um, what was the other bands? A gulag. Uh, feel free to pull up. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you grab a mic? Come on, buddy. is it gulag or is it concentration <clears throat> camp? It's your pick. It's your you pick your death I thought, sentence. I thought the uh, did you say you pick your death sentence? Yeah, well, that's good, a, good BC reference. Yeah, I know that. Too. Was, I, I, thank you for reminding me again. I really appreciate that. Fucked up. There's more Canadian connections. Wasn't there, Joe? There's another Canadian. We, we Why forgot. do you keep saying Canadian Nardwar? I'm a little offended by this because we all know 
Toronto is more Canadian than Vancouver. I know. I make mistakes. Like, no, no, I'm, uh, it's cool. Uh, like, I just think I, I got to re- go back because you got to go back to Canada. You got to go back to Canada. Yeah, yeah, to exactly. Southern Ontario. CITR. I mean CITR. I'm sorry. I mean CITR. CITR connections. Well, the, just the Vancouver connection gets stronger and stronger. That the first drummer of career suicide left the band, moved out here with his now wife, who publishes Harry Potter books, joined a band called the. Ne- she must be rich. Who knows? She joined a band called the Neo Nasties, who are playing tonight at the Cobalt for a benefit for someone who passed away. And he plays in Hong Kong Blonde with Johnzo of Fratricide. That irrelevant career suicide connection brought to you by Mr. Joe of Fucked Up. And career suicide. And actually, you want another, you don't want another BC connection. I wouldn't be in this stupid band if it wasn't for BC. Because I came out here... With the, there's this girl I was like madly in love with. She's from out here, um, and from Burnaby, and uh, so I came out here and I thought we we're gonna be married together and be in love forever. And then we broke up. And then these guys asked me to join, fucked up, and I was so miserable. So if you listen to the first, the split with Haymaker, half the songs are written about this girl from BC. Haymaker, a very important band from Toronto, uh, right up very, there with Flag Camp and Kinkinnigan. I would argue more important than Flag Camp or Kinkinnigan, though the dude from Flag Camp. Somebody did once said the Billy only good bands that ever came from Toronto were Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet and uh, Dougley Ducklings. That's what some of oh. years ago. But I've always been confused by Toronto hardcore. I've never known really where it's to uh, take it or where it's going. Like there was Shotmaker, there was there the was. Haymaker. Yep. But was there any kind of like did any of those bands that show any re- like how does it relate to like BC hardcore? We may be like that well, sentence. Here, but were, what did those second generation bands were they into youth, youth, youth? It didn't seem like that. Cold. What do you, choke hold from Hamilton, Ontario. Like why does everybody like choke? Why does everybody like choke? From Winnipeg? Yeah. Why does everybody like Choke? Why does everyone like Choke? Yeah, I don't know anything about them. I'm I don't like, really know anything about them. I, I just didn't everybody mention Choke. Didn't well, somebody mention your name with Choke, Fucked Up and Choke? No, no. We do get some weird comparisons. We get a lot of Comeback Kid and Fucked Up things. Vile Tones and the Government. Oh, that's, I, my, that's my bad. Actually, what did we just play there for the people that were wondering? Oh, we played a couple things there. We did. We started off with a brand new record, which I purchased actually, in Actually, I think... Oh, no, I think we... Oh, oh yeah. we started right. We started off with a... Uh, a little band that's making some big waves from uh, Toronto, Ontario, fucked up, with the song David Comes to Life, which we actually submitted to have a government grant to make a video for, but they turned us down because of the name. Well, don't give up. Keep trying. No, I know. One day we're going to make it. One day we're going to make it. And I then, mean, a double shot. We had a double we shot. We did a double shot. And then Sorry we heard, about that. And then we heard uh, Taken Out, Carried Out to the Sea, uh, which is not the name of the song, but it's what uh, 10,000 Marbles decided to call the song. It's a rock song. And then we heard... Invisible Leader. Oh, we heard Invisible Leader. Sorry, we heard Invisible Leader. And then we heard, sorry, I'm screwing up. I hate myself. We heard Life in General, a band from uh, Seattle, Washington, or Vancouver South. And we heard the song The Fog off a 12-inch, which came out in 1982. And we also heard some live action via iPods. Yes, we did. We heard Cold Some live mixing. We heard heard me on the ones and twos of the iPod doing a, uh, uh, that was a brand new Cold World song. That was the demo version. Uh, with their drummer singing, and I don't know what it is, but I love this band, much to the chagrin of a lot of people around me. But I, I love Cold World. I think they perfectly combine. The, the rap metal, it's okay to like. You guys also were going to play with the government, but you're not sure. Yes. But have you played with the Vile Tones, or are you going to be playing with the Vile well, Tones? And what about playing with Teenage Head? We have played with the Vile Tones. Well, we were supposed to. They were supposed to play our record release show. They were all there and everything, and then um, about an hour before they were supposed to play, Steve Lucky disappeared. And so they didn't get to play. The rest of the band had no idea where he was. They were getting ready to go on stage, and no one could find Steve. So we have not yet played with the Vile Tones, but we will be playing with them 
in two weeks. I was just gonna... And what about Teenage Head Laundry? Oh, uh, we haven't played with Teenage Head. Would you guys? There would... are no plans. I'd love to. We'd love to. You love the head, don't oh, you? Oh, love yes. the head. I am a I I love Teenage Head. Where do you get a hold of all your records? Is it mainly eBay? Like you have like a KTEL seven inch, you have like a Rude Norton seven inch. Where'd you get a hold of those? Well, the re the way I got those records is I actually hooked up with well, <laughs> hooked up in a uh, <laughs> not a sexual way with a guy that used to run um, uh, Quintessence Records. Was one of the guys who ran Quintessence Records and is actually was in the band Rude Norton and was Mr. Rugeletti of Rugeletti Records. And he gave me... Uh, is that Jerry Barrett? It is Jerry Barrett, indeed. How did you meet him? Uh, he... God, we're really digging up all my past. I used to date the bass player in the band Brutal Nights, and she worked at a record store, or CD store in Toronto called Soundscapes. And she became friends with Jerry because Jerry likes to, liked to hang around younger women. Uh, even though he's married, I'm not suggesting I anything... I he lives in New York. He's like a manager. Or no, he lives guy. in Toronto. Oh, he does. Runs okay. Clear Channel uh, in Toronto. Uh, or live events now. And he uh, one day was like, you guys should come over to my house and look at my records. Uh, me and uh, some her, I think, was there and some other friends of mine. So we went over to his house and he's like, take a look, look at my records. Gave, gave us all Rude Norton 7 Inches. It was the best party I've ever been to. Bought us pizza. And then after we're leaving, he's like, the only records I'm looking for right now is a triple LP Glastonbury record and some Vandergraaff Generator record. And I said, you know what? I have that triple LP uh, Glastonbury record. He said, well, I will trade you any record you want. So I went back to his house and he ended up giving me a whole stack of records for it. And it was the best, that was the best day of my life. <laughs> 10,000 marbles. Who were the rage? Uh, I have no idea. I Now, wait a second. I don't think the connections are working well. <laughs> Didn't the last time you say, you say I'm going to refer that over to me. Him. Yeah, the, it didn't work well. Hey the, I thought the connection was that was the setup. You know. I was okay. Trying, yeah. Yeah. I so, was trying to do the setup. So bounce back, Mike. With Mark. Uh, no, bounce back to me. Okay, no, yeah, no, he's here, gonna, well, he's well, talk about this no. One. Well, here, ten thousand marbles. We'll do this again. <laughs> ten thousand marbles. Who were the rage? Uh, Dame, who were the rage? The hey, rage. thank you. Agreed. <laughs> the rage were a band from Toronto who uh, put out <laughs> one seven inch that was actually posthumously released after they just broke up, and there was no sleeve for it. And they're a great sort of pop punk power pop band, and I think our friend Mark Coolivan has every single copy of it because it never shows up. Do you guys cover any '70s Canadian rock? No, which is a travesty, I know. And I I think it's more of a question of the fact that we don't really do any covers that aren't Kelly Clarkson songs. Sandy, could you please describe Damien in action on stage? What happens? Um, this is for the people that want to get a taste of what's going to happen tonight at Pub 340 and tomorrow night at the Cloverdale Senior Center, an all-ages gig. Tonight is not all ages, no. but tomorrow night in Cloverdale is all ages. Fucked up and a whole bunch of other bands and tonight at Pub 340 it's Dwinkin', but you get the transmitters and referendals and maybe Jesse from DBS might show up as well, but could you please describe Sandy, think, Damien no, no, and just a, just a quick stage. question before Sandy. Do you think if we covered, like, oh, I don't know, if the music's loud enough, he might sing it with us? Well, I'm hoping for the snowball. I'm hoping maybe the snowball, too. Anyway, Sandy, describe how sexy I am on stage. Well, usually as we're getting ready, he'll slip out back and jump some rope a bit just to kind of get into the mood and just start, you know, his sweat glands working. And then and then he'll start barking in the mic, and then he'll take his shirt off and, and then throw kids No, the shirt. Air. What does Damien look like with his shirt off? Could you elaborate at all, concentration camp? 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty rote by now. Like, Damien will take his shirt off. He'll make jokes about his hair. He'll make jokes about how fat he is. Now, can um, you tell? He'll usually relate it to the town that we're in in some way. You know, like last night, I'm making British Columbia more beautiful. You know, something along those lines. I, I see it a little wittier than, than concentration camp. But can you tell that Damien has his shirt off? <laughs> Do some people think he's still wearing a sweater? Someone said the other day in a review I read in some zine that, uh, Damien has the best tattoo of back hair I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, actually, you haven't seen mine. Ah! That's all right, but do you have wall-to-wall carpeting? What is that? In the back, dude. What? Yeah, I do. Oh. I got the back hair, and I got the zits, and I got the hair away to Steven. <laughs> and I got the burn on my... Do you get ever burnt? Do you ever get burnt? Burnt? Yeah. No. Like, does anybody get offended by Damien's back hair? Oh, no. Well, people have told me to put my shirt back on. But I think that's because they're What jealous. have you heard about that 10,000 marbles? About his shirt? I kind of try not to pay attention. Uh, yeah, have you, uh, like, uh, what if people yelled at Damien at all? Like, has anybody, like, what if people yelled at him? Like, have people been offended? It's really funny. Yeah, people go, you're fat. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> like, thank you. Have they taken it into their own hands at all? Like, trying <clears throat> to get the fat out of you? Or? The dude in Germany, when we played in Berlin, who was... Enraged for some reason when I took my shirt off. Do you remember that guy? He was spitting on me, throwing bottles at me, punching me in the stomach. In Munich. No. In Munich. In Munich. He was a very weird man and very scary. Because me personally, having some hair, people have tried to burn me. Like they get a lighter oh, and I'm, they try to burn me. Have yeah. you been burned at no, all? No, I haven't been burned yet. And that's not an. Uh, I hope this and doesn't. That's not going to happen tonight no. at Pub Three Four. But I have had people pull at the hairs. <laughs> and I'm like, you think that's going to start? They pulled me? at the hairs. They pull at the hairs. They'll like grab them with their pinchers, their little fucking pinchers, and try and pull them out by the roots. They, have, they bring pinchers to no, the No, no, they're finger-like. Their fingers are pincher-like. That would be cool. Like the band Dragon Force, the metal band, they ask people to bring swords and stuff like that. It would be cool to ask people to bring pinchers yeah. to gigs or whatever. I want people to bring up. rare punk records to our gigs. Yeah, not, nothing that you can actually get hurt no, with No, no, give them to me before we play so they don't get damaged and then let me leave with them. And you're listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarder Human Serviette Radio Show. We have fucked up in on the Nardwarder Human Serviette Radio Show who are playing tonight at Pub 340 and tomorrow night at the Cloverdale Senior Center. And all ages gig. Now, uh, continuing, Sandy, this back again. What does Damien do on stage in relation to his face? Give us some background on he that. He just gets really angry in his face, and he just transforms. But actually, when we play, I never really look at anything. I just kind of look at the floor. Joe, what happens to the face? Damien gets so filled with rippling rage and hair-exposing urgency that he has to let something out of his face. So usually he has to pop a little hole in his forehead to let some of that rage out, which comes out in the form of blood. That's what I was curious about. You've popped your head quite a few times. Yes, I have. Uh, blood comes out. Do zit stuff ever comes out? Like, do you have like do you have like special cuts that can reopen, like wrestlers? No, I, I, what are the advantages of being bald and cutting yourself? Like, this is what people want to know. It's uh, I I can't open reopen them because um, Andrew WK but, does that. Doesn't yes, he can no, reopen he can. wounds, right? He can, and I I do have a lot of scars on my head, but unfortunately none of them can be reopened. I, sometimes I'll hit myself with a microphone. They'll reopen the cuts, but for the most part, I uh, isn't that a trick that wrestlers use? And Andrew, that's why I took from blading. It's called blading, and it's where you hide a razor blade on your body somewhere, normally in a wristband or on a shirt or something, and then you take out the razor blade and just like make little nicks in your head. And you've beforehand taken a lot of aspirin or drunk a lot in the case of many wrestlers to thin your blood, so the blood just starts gushing like a fountain. But you don't do any of that. You're authentic. It's any blood has come the hard way. Well, no. Sometimes when we first started, 
uh, I'd break bottles on my head. I'd smash my head with a microphone till I bleed. I do blade now and then, which makes me one step ahead of the black lips who bite, who bite blood capsules. But don't the black lips also... Bryce Dunn from the transmitters, could you come here for a second? <laughs> Bryce, what can you explain what the black lips do on stage? Because don't the black lips also drink their own piss? They do, don't they? They've been known to do that on occasion and uh, share uh, saliva between band members. That's another thing. That We've done that. But what do the black doing. lips do, though? Do they, they aim their dick? Morning. How do they do? They aim their dick it's up some... and then... No, the guy sucks on his own dick, but he doesn't suck yeah. on the dick. He sucks on the dick squirt that comes out of his yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah. And is it a hard dick? And actually, Bryce, planned, you're the program but... director at CITR, but I don't think you're using the mic right. You've got to turn it around. You know, I don't think that... Yeah, there we go. Hello, Bryce, are you there? Hello, am I yes, here? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the program director isn't even using the mic properly. <laughs> actually, in this capacity, Bryce is to transmitters. But how does that work? I just want to clear that up. Cause I, I think just... it's sometimes it's random and other times it's planned. I, you, ne- you never quite know. Did and... he do that in Vancouver? There was no piss in Vancouver. Uh, there? there was no uh, piss in Vancouver. Uh, the very first time that they came here, they were very close. That was at the candy bar. And the second time they came with the dirt bombs, they were afraid to do it because they were so afraid to play in front of a crowd that was bigger than 50 people that they toned down their exactly antics entirely. Do? What exactly does a guy do with the dick? Uh, well, I, I don't want to... I don't wanna, it, it's, a, show. it's a myth. It's a, you know, you have to be there. I can't accurately but, describe... But I want to tell fucked up because they don't know, do they? Well, we, we do because we're, we're on the same label in the UK. Vice Records. Wow. So that we do. We heard all about well, the, the transmitters are on stiff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. Stiff, yeah. Stiff was like the vice of 75, 70 to 80. Bob Whereas Bob. Vice Records now, I don't know if you've heard of it, but Peaches is not Peaches, <laughs> the streets. And um, um, Block Party. Uh, block Party. You know, like, that's who I'm rolling with. That's who I'm rolling with now. Picture me rolling. It's me, the dude from Block Party, and the dude from the streets that's, that's, in a sedan, and the dudes from the Black Lips. That's good. The streets are ska. You love ska. <laughs> I, love ska. I love ska. I love ska. I love ska. I do. I love ska. I actually really love ska. Well, thank you, Bryce. I appreciate <laughs> oh, that. Oh, you're welcome. And tonight yeah. again, Pub 340 to go see the transmitters tonight. Yes. Signed to Stiff Records. Congratulations on that. Yeah, that's thank awesome. You. That Thanks. is just incredible. Just to be able to the merchandising sort of angle. What sort of merchandising does Jade Tree have? Or do you guys have the big Jade Tree logo <laughs> in the back of your no. t-shirts and stuff like that? No, no, not yet. I want to have. Uh, but if you're, I want to have that. But, but if there was a Jade Tree logo on the back of one of your shirts, one of your shirts would have a Jade Tree logo would have ended up in what video? The, uh, Trouble Charger, hundred hundred million people with Avril Lavigne. Now wouldn't that be amazing? That would have been a, amazing. A Jade Tree T-shirt Jade. and an Avril Lavigne. I would be getting emails there. from Tim and Darren. Till the cows come home. That would be product placement. That would be product placement, placement in the future. Yeah. How did the ago. treble charging help? Uh, well, the treble charging, I don't know if it helped, but our friend uh, Ben Cook, who's now in this band, the Surplus Sons, but at the time was in No Warning, uh, was managed by Greg Norrie of Treble Charger fame. And so one day, uh, Greg Norrie... Was that that hardcore band that was written about and was going to have all those yeah. big successes and then signed to his record yeah. label? Yeah, sometimes best laid plans, I guess. <laughs> Don't work out. But anyway, so we're hanging out one day. They tried. They tried. They tried. You know, they and actually, some forty one have had some good time. I met the drum tech for some forty one. He got to smoke dope with Paris Hilton and stuff like that. So there are side benefits. Well, that's that's no warnings. Got crazy stories about hanging out with Paris Hilton because of some forty one. Like I don't want to re- repeat them on air because they're very very upsetting. But yeah, they're well. How do they compare to the Black Lips story? Well, they're, they're why is nobody wanting to say anything? People don't want to talk about the Black Lips. <laughs> People don't want to talk about Paris Hilton. Because because you know ever since Biggie and Tupac, 
We don't know who's the next of us to take a bullet over this stuff. But what happened with the Paris Hilton thing? Uh, no, Paris Hilton just definitely liked to drop. Like, you know how a couple weeks ago there was, like, this big news story? They're like, Paris Hilton drops the N-word on this video, you know, and everyone's, like, so shocked. The No Warning guys were not shocked because when they met her, she was definitely very, very sketchy with her language about people. Did of they videotape races. any of no, it? No, they didn't. Unfortunately ah! not. Unfortunately not. But Matt DeLong from No Warning peed on Avril Lavigne. So that goes kind of back to that Black Lips story. Where did that happen? In the Viper Room in L.A. They're at a booth. They're all sitting together. And uh, Matt uh, had to go pee, was a little uh, under the influence of alcohol, and said, you know what? Better than get up and go pee, I'm just going to turn over this way where Avril Lavigne's sitting right beside me and just pee on her leg. And she was very upset. Well, understandably. I'm not saying she's a baby or anything, you know. That's an amazing moment brought to you yeah. by... Fucked up. up. Live on CITR, FM 102, Cable on 2, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. What is the difference, fucked up? What is the difference? Please, maybe uh, 10,000 marbles and concentration camp, <laughs> you can help with this one. What is the difference when fucked up, get up on stage, and what's the difference between playing with a band, say, like, Rise Against and Alexis <laughs> on Fire? What's the difference? It's kind of the same, uh, except we stole more food from Rise Against. Oh, yes. Is there any difference playing those type of shows between Rise Against and Alexis on well, Fire? Well, I think the big difference is... The dudes in Rise Against, uh, well, the dudes in Alexis on Fire would talk to us, and the dudes in Rise Against didn't talk to us at all. Maybe they were tired. Well, we shared a dressing room with them, and we're right beside each other, and it was like two different worlds. Two hidden worlds, if you will. And what about playing with Gorilla Biscuits? Uh, well, I'll tell you. Oh, that, was, that was pretty much all our conversation. Because yeah. that is legendary. Because talking about the yeah. CITR connection, when I first joined CITR and Flex Your Head was starting as well, the hardcore radio show, mm-hmm. which actually played one of the tracks, another Canadian, sorry, CITR connection, <laughs> when they were actually uh, starting out, they were loving the Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. And everything was good. And I, knew not, I still don't know about the Gorilla Biscuits. So to see you guys playing with Gorilla Biscuits, there was... I mean, playing with Gorilla Biscuits. And wasn't that guy from Gorilla Biscuits in that band SIV or whatever? Siv. And then he ended up being friends with Melissa Oftemauer and then hanging out at the Warp Tour, so I don't quite understand how that would work. Well, I don't want to open any wounds there, but no, no. what was that like? Gorilla Biscuits. Well, the Gorilla Biscuits was alright, except for the fact that none of us in this band really liked them that much. So, for us, it was kind of lost on us, the entire experience. But I will tell you, Siv, consummate professional, warmed up his vocals from 11 in the morning when we had our first call to drop off our gear until two minutes before they played. All day. Literally. He forgot all the lyrics. And he didn't know any lyrics to the songs. No teleprompter? No, no he needed a teleprompter. And he, his tell was he was holding the mic, and every time he was forgetting words, he'd raise his last three fingers. <laughs> like, he'd be like, better days. Humana, humana, humana. How do you feel? What was the reaction to Fucked Up when you guys played with Gorilla Biscuits? It was actually like, it was, it was better than we thought it was going to be. It was definitely did better. Did many than, of your fans come out? Yeah, it was, it was actually really good. Better, a lot better than Rise Against and Alexis on Fire. Well, some other bands you've played with. Hard Skin, yeah. Dr. No, and The Dicks. Yeah, yeah. Dr. No, that features... Brandon... Cruz, Brandon, Brandon Cruz, yeah, of, Brandon um, Cruz, who was an ex Dead Kennedys, and he was also an ex My Three Sons. A courtship of Eddie's, Eddie's father. father. Eddie's father. The courtship yeah. of Eddie's Sorry. father. That's it. How were those gigs? Were those like kind of like crusty California gigs? It, those were the Dick Show was amazing. The Dicks were really good, really fat, and I I've got nothing but love for fat men. And uh, the Doctor No set, we were out eating Mexican food during I think. But you know what was amazing. Battalion of Saints. No, but 
Those are two different shows. Oh, Doctor No was shows, in yeah. Hollywood, and Battalion of Saints was in San Jose or something. No, not San Jose, San Diego, or somewhere in Southern California. Yeah, but Battalion of Saints, amazing. One of the best bands I ever saw. And right now, we have a little teaser of what's going to happen tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Here is DBS with a rare live version recorded on CITR, since CITR is the theme here today, on Thunderbird Radio Hell of Snowball. The next song is a straight edge song. <laughs> One, two, three, hey! You just tell me for what you want to do. You just can't get up. Are you mad at God and have a feeling? You said you will lose it more than just the plus. You have a chance to cut it that you think you got to criticize the drawing on me. Shut up. Try to sit with me for a living, but I know you're better than it if not get up. by DBS Live on CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And that was from live from Thunderbird Radio Hell from July 14th, 1994. And we have DBS's number one fans in Vancouver, British Columbia. I don't British know. Columbia. I don't know if I'm the, the number great one great DBS but I'm fans a big fan. are live here on an Arbor Human Serviette Radio Show, Fucked Up, who are playing tonight at Pub 340 and tomorrow night in Cloverdale, British Columbia, Canada. An all-ages gig at the Cloverdale Senior Center, that's 6022-176 Street. And if you have any questions for Fucked Up, it's 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR. You mentioned your record release party with the Vile Tones. That sounded yes. incredible. Could you explain a bit about that? We did uh, we, this year... Uh at the end of October, we organized, uh, or 10,000 Marbles and Mustard Gas organized a three-day festival of sin and debauchery where we got all our favorite bands to come play. We got Criminal Damage from Portland, uh, flew up. Um, Piss Jeans from... Allentown. Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mind Eraser from Boston. Nightchuck's Terror from Cleveland. Night Drop Dead from Rhode Island. The Inmates in the Darvacets from, from Cleveland. Cleveland. And J2 is paying for all of this. <laughs> yeah, we, awesome. We called up Tim and Darren, and they're like, whatever you guys need. 
well, how, how can we do this? How can we make this easier for you guys? No. J. True didn't even attend. Actually, that's not true. Maron. The you were like Nirvana, and the other bands were like Butt Trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, you know, the bands that hopped aboard the bandwagon. Butt Trumpet got signed because Nirvana got signed. I don't know. I, I think Piss Jeans would take a lot of offense to that because they're signed to Sub Pop. So maybe we're their butt trumpet. Oh, geez. Okay, but they were hopping aboard your bandwagon, which is amazing. Like, where was this gig? I looked at the listing. It was so incredible that Billy Talent even was playing. Yeah, we we, they, we called them, and they're like, dudes, whatever we Weren't can do. Weren't they listed on the poster? You yeah, put- we did. But that was a, a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek Did anybody thing. come looking for them? No. No, but no, they don't really have any fans in Toronto, I don't think. Yeah, no one really likes that band. I think they're still, like, you know, they're up-and-comers, so we put them on the flyer to maybe get them some support. How hard was it to put together that gig? And Mustard Gas, where was that gig? Where was that gig? Was that, where, was, where was it? Well, two of the nights on Friday and Sunday, it was at the Elmo, and Saturday was at the Cathedral. Uh, that was of uh, 10,000 Marbles Choosing, and I just arranged all the pre-ticket sales, and pleased to say that it was pretty much sold out before it happened. What was, like, the attendance? Uh, about... 400 night. That's incredible. And are, is it hard to organize an all-ages gig in Toronto? Where do you do all-ages gigs? Well, it was so hard, in fact, we didn't do them. Because uh, two of them were 19 plus and one was all-ages. But still, though, like, yeah. where in general are all-ages gigs? There is nowhere. Like, last night here in uh, beautiful Oh, yes, you played the BC. Creation Cultural Center. We played the Creation Cultural Center. And, and that's do- where the DBS references come from, right? That's true. We, we do not have, really, any all-ages spaces that aren't big clubs or bars. Because there was one where... 10,000 Marbles used to do shows called the JCC, the Jewish Cultural Center. And one day, to bring it full circle, we got the Haymaker to play, and they destroyed the room. Like, broke all the lights, smashed a coat rack, there was blood and glass everywhere. But they would have smashed it if it was the Jewish Cultural Center, yeah, the no, Serbian it wasn't, Cultural yeah, Center, it wasn't, the Croatian Cultural it, Center. It wasn't because it was a Jewish Cultural What's Center. What's the difference between time? Haymaker and Black Cat number 13? <laughs> well, the, I think the big difference between them is the fact that... Um, Haymaker at the time were all straight edge dudes doing it. So there were no drugs or alcohol involved in their insanity. And Black Cat number 13? A little bit of drugs. <laughs> Not talking any shit. Robin Black was also in Fucked Up, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean Chris Callahan from Cursed? Robin Black. Wasn't uh, there some Robin Black attention di- directed no, towards Fucked Up at all? I don't think so. We wrote it, we, uh, we dropped his name in a song. Oh, once. we did. We, we, we dissed him in a song once, actually. And he didn't respond. He didn't respond. But Billy Talent did. But Well, no, Billy they Talent, Talent started that. Actually, Billy Talent and I squashed our beef. How? How did you do that? Uh, well, we... A mustard gas? Uh, sorry, I was just going to comment before that uh, both the singer of Billy Talent and Robin Black work out and do Pilates at this uh, gym that my sister does Pilates at, and they're both friend, uh, fans of Fucked Up and told her. Okay, well, I, I apologize to both of them then. Yeah. No, uh, Billy... That must have been a real awkward situation for your sister. <laughs> yeah. Could you please give Mustard Grass some credit here? No, she has. Mustard yeah. Grass some credit mustard here. Grass. I mean, because that's... Uh, have you been in... Uh, mustard Grass, have you been in awkward situa- situations being in... You know, here you are, you know, your sister's going to the gym, just trying to work out, and there's two guys ratting on her because her sister's band is dissing these two legends or yeah. whatever. Like, well, what, uh, what's, uh, what, that's kind of hard, isn't it? Well, um, when they approached her at separate occasions, this was before we, I guess, vocalized our hate on for them. So it just made it funnier that they liked us. Now, how did they know you were related? Uh, well, how did they know the sister? Is it the J3 t-shirt? No, or? no, no. no. <laughs> she, uh, well, I guess, um, you know, w- w- when they work out at the gym, like, she, she's aware that they're musicians. And so they would talk about music. And then she'd mention my band. And they'd say, oh, they're really influential. I really like them. Uh, but that's the extent. So it's- And then the beef happened, right? And then she- yeah. So your sister helped... 
quantity. Well, she hasn't seen him since the beef happened. Uh, I guess they're on tour. He doesn't do Pilates anymore. Um, <laughs> but that's the last of it. But you should bring Damien to the gym or whatever, and yeah. they can settle it there. Are you saying like, I'm fat? No, you can settle it there, like with doing no, we on the treadmill or something well, like that. No, the beef, the beef with Billy Town Squatch. We played a show. Well, no, we didn't even play a show. We were at we were at this uh, Lex on Fire show. They did, and as a surprise, Billy Talent played as a secret opener, and it was really awkward backstage. Uh, definitely a lot of like really weird moments as we were eating all their food in their rider, and they were not impressed. And then the lead singer Billy Talent came over, and I will say, oh, he is the nicest guy I've ever met. He comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, man, I just want to say, I swear to God, that song you thinks about you is not about you. It's about Now Magazine," and I'm like. I'm like, well, I wish I could say the same about the song we wrote. But, but what's we, interesting, Now Magazine loves you guys, doesn't they it? Because do. didn't they vote you like best punk band and brutal knights who we're going to hear coming up here were voted best live, live band? Like yep. That's incredible. But and the Now is behind. 10,000 Marbles got voted best guitarist in Toronto. So all the way throughout there. So you have a big fan base there. For those yeah, we, we do really well with, uh, with indie rock hipsters. Who were MSI? MSI, More Stupid Initials, was a band fronted by one Mr. Glenn Salter, who I used to work with at Suspect Video for years. And uh, they were, uh, I think you could probably say, one of the very first straight-edge bands from Toronto. Now, were you... Now, I would... Just curious here, if you could please tell me fucked up. Uh, marbles, please, and Concentration Camp, Gulag, and Mustard Gas, and Joe. <laughs> so everyone except how, me, right? How far does Damien want to take it? <laughs> <laughs> Take what? <laughs> the band. <laughs> like, how far does he want to take it? I always bring up this instance, like, for instance, and people have said this isn't true, but I want to believe the story about the guy in the Misfits tribute band, Plan 9, apparently yeah. got surgically altered to look like... Glenn Danzig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How far will Damien go for the music, for Fucked Up, just for life? Joe, how uh. far have you seen him going? As long as he can go in without running out of breath or running into a McDonald's, maybe. I don't know. Because, you know, there's stories of, like, record collectors planning tours so they will visit towns where legendary punk bands Are you uh, referring to Pig Champion trying to get the fixed single? Exactly. <laughs> or he'll go. Maybe you could do a little background on that. Pig Champion from Poison Idea supposedly routed there you go. the Poison Idea tour through a number of Midwest towns so he could find Fix Vengeance. Fix, the Fix Lansing, Michigan band from uh, the early 80s to find their Vengeance single. To great lengths like that, I have no doubt that uh, Pink Eye would go to to find a rare record. And it's has he dragged you guys into that? Because MSI has a song about what, Damien, of Fucked Up? Um, Borders? Yes. They do. And what happened, Joe, at the border for you guys? We got sent back home by and, the U.S. border And guards. what happened to MSI at the border? Uh, Glenn Salter, being the man boy that he is, gave an ID that was a fake ID to the border <laughs> guard. So he was smart. Where you guys gave your real names, then you got banned. Well, the thing is, we thought, you know, we have these pseudonyms. No one's going to catch us, but the Globe and Mail had written an article a week before about us and refused to use our pseudonyms. So when they put our real names into Google, all the fucked up stuff came up. Is it expensive to get a lawyer? A lawyer would be very expensive, but we had to get a manager 
and, and but then, to sort all that off, it was yeah. quite, it was was it easy to sort everything out? It cost we're four thousand dollars. Now you were portrayed in an article. What article was Damien portrayed in, please? A uh, recent Globe and Mail article. Yes, and uh, if you could please give me a background on that, there, concentration. Da- Damien was portrayed pretty much as the king of the slackers. Who is uh, <laughs> there was a female uh, journalist in the Globe and Mail who has this theory about deadbeat youth, overeducated, underachieving deadbeat youth, and uh, she located Damien through his. Uh, My wife's space. mother, his mother-in-law, uh, or something like that. No, no. Who uh, also works at the Globe and Mail. Who cares? Family an connections don't matter. Aunt. And uh, and and basically has labeled Damien King of the Slackers. But uh, if you read the article closely, I mean, Damien is actually a pretty. Uh, I don't know. I think he's an achievement. I wish guy. I was as much of a slacker. How was the article pitched? It was being, hey, we're going to write about your bags. Like, yeah, publicity. Well, album's coming out. Like, how was it pitched? She pitched, actually, she pitched two articles. One was about Fucked Up, which came out a couple weeks before this other article. The other article, she's like, I want to do a thing about, you know, kids that are achieving their goals in life differently than their parents would have wanted. And I'm like, sure. And, I, you know, by her questions, I knew I was being exploited, but, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like I'm not Tracy Lords, you know. I'm willing to be in this exploitation, you know. I'm of a I'm a, of an age and a mind and a body, where I can willingly partake in my exploitation, and so that's what I did. And uh, so she pitched the article pretty much as being like, I just want to, you know, lend voice to these people. And I'm like, sure. And, and then it turns out when I read the article, all the other kids she in- interviews live at home and have cars, and I don't. And you were identified by name, and then that caused some problems at yes. the border. Oh yes. Oh yes. It was, uh, it will, uh, that's why I'm going to probably take this band as far as that dude from Plan 9 and get my name physically changed. But you are going to be going to South by Southwest, which yes, is pretty are. exciting. And looking at who you're playing with, like I mentioned you play with the Dicks and all those different yep. bands, Gorilla Biscuits. Looking at who you're playing with here, I mean, you guys have made it. This We're is living it. the dream. This, this is, it. is it. This is fucked up with special guests, Redman and Sloan. Yeah. That's pretty good. And it doesn't stop there. David Cross, Patton Oswalt, Bob Oaken, Brian Polson. This is incredible. You're playing with Redman. And Turbo Negro. Wow. I mean, that. I, mean, I know. this is incredible. And this, David Yao's new this, band. And Andrew W.K. Yep, doing yeah, spoken word. word. No way! Way. Yep. Are you going to ask him about the thing, you know, what he does? Because he has blood in there. Oh, I know, he, I know. You can actually get him to do I that. Know. Andrew W.K. doing spoken word. Motivational speech, I think it is, or lecture. It's, Which it's, was amazing, actually. I did see Danko Jones play with Andrew W.K. Oh, yeah. And Danko put on a good job. He had to go after Andrew W.K. Yeah. Would you guys go after Andrew W.K.? We're going Could on you? after Turbo Negro. How rough is that going to be? Going on after Turbo Negro. Well, it might be different because they're costumed in your well, costume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it might be different. <laughs> they both have know. large shirtless front men. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, the one thing I'm going to do but is. But they're more costume. They have full costume. Though, yeah. Right? You but, guys don't have to, again, if people want to see, well, maybe you do have full costumes. People have to come tonight. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, to come Pub 340 to go check out. This is the band. Uh, they're called uh, um, oh, Fucked Up are playing tonight at Pub 340 at 340 Camby. That's the corner of Camby and Hastings. $10 tonight with the transmitters and referendals. Tomorrow night they can go see you also at the Cloverdale Senior Center. Sasha's going to be there. And at 6022 176th Street in Surrey, BC. And it's an all-ages gig because you, yes, you love playing the all-ages gig. And lastly, lastly, last year, I have to ask you, MTV Canada, you played a gig on MTV Canada. Yes, we which did. has gone down in the annals 
because of YouTube, but you can't really watch it on YouTube anymore. No, they've taken them all down. It's a like copyright infringement, yeah. so, which is great because people saw it for a bit. Now it's taken away, so it's kind of like fear on Saturday Night Live. The mystery, because that's kind of built up the fear on Saturday Night Live. People didn't actually see it, and then finally they could see it. Actually, can you see fear on Saturday Night Live, but not see fucked up on MTV Canada? Yes. That's not fair that that uh, happens. No. But maybe some creative entering of names and stuff well, I think make that happen. I think ultimately what's going to happen is hopefully no one will see this, and then it just expands and expands like the lead singer cut off his fingers and was bleeding all over the stage and it was a great performance uh, I saw was, a bit oh, of it it was you. amazing it but was what I thought was really interesting is they made posters for you playing on MTV yeah, Canada with Henry Rollins on them yeah, and how did many how did widely were the posters distributed did they help get people out were you impressed by their postering job well I don't know I don't even saw, know if I saw a physical poster it was mainly on the internet but there were we set the record for people at MTV there was big lineups of yeah, like more than Fallout Boy and everything. Yeah, oh yeah, and they loved every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. the kids went nuts. So are you going back? No. Well, uh, how are you going to top it? I think I'm going to kill myself on stage. <laughs> Once I get that no exit LP from you, I have no other but goals in life. But you use these sort of things like MSI, Border, whatever. What about KLF? You love the KLF too, don't well, you? Well, no, that is. 10,000 yeah, marbles. 10,000 marbles. To end here, the Nardwater Human Survey Radio Show, the importance of the KLF. Please tell us uh, the They're the most important band ever. And they've done some wild stuff. I mean, like bur- They burn money. They, they burn, burn money. a million pounds or half a million pounds or something in, that was their in the jungle. That was your advanced. Would you do that? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what did people think when they did that? This, what we're thinking now? Like, that is punk. Is that Yeah, that punk? is punk. You know? And they also wanted to sacrifice a goat on stage at the British Music Awards. <clears throat> No, they sprayed the front row of the crowd with goat's blood. Yeah, but then they also they wanted playing. to sacrifice a live goat, too. But then they were like, you can't bring a goat into this they a, are they The next day, apparently, they mailed a dead carcass of something to uh, to their headquarters. So were you guys ever thinking of like retracing KLF tour dates or whatever? Yeah, like, exactly. like, any chance of you right. like, to work with the KLF? Is there, what happened to those oh, guys? The He's still recording. I still put records out, one of the guys. Would you like to have him produce For it or sure. anything like that? For sure. Yeah, what? yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We were. We were going to get in touch through Nardware. We were on the process actually of working out a recording session with uh, Kevin Shields of My Bloody Valentine, but then fell through. Well, thanks so much for fucked up. Thanks so much for fu- thanks so much fucked up for coming into the Nardware Human Serviette Radio Show here today. Coming up, the CITR news. Right now, we're going to end on brutal nights. We're going to end on some brutal nights. Yep. We have brutal nights. That's track number fourteen. What can you say about this brutal nights? Well, they're the B team. Track of, number ten. They're track number ten. Okay. Yeah. They're the B team of Toronto. Um, you know, second string, not as good as the first string. And they help you get rare Rude Norton seven inches. They do, they do. I will. No, I love Brutal Knights. I think they're great guys. Nick, the front man, is hilarious. And you know, any band that features ex-members of Rammer, Chokehold, Chokehold, Hacksaw, and Anagram, and Union of Uranus, and T Crud Combo is all right in my books. And Bestial Cunt. What's that? Who's in that? That's happening? an amazing band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I've interviewed them before. Bestial Cunt. They're an all-female death metal band. But who was in it? Just all these girls. This but, is incredible. But, who cares who's in it? It's amazing. <laughs> Not really fits in with what I was saying, but yes. And Bestial well, Cunt. from BC, CITR. Connection. Oh, okay. Yeah, back, right back to that. And again, Fucked Up are playing tonight at Pub 340 and in Cloverdale tomorrow. All Ages Gig. And if you want to win a ticket to go see Fucked Up, Tomorrow night in Cloverdale, it's 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR. Well, thanks so much, Fucked Up. Anything else you want to add to the people out there in Radioland? Stay young and straight.
Why should people care about fucked up? Why should people care? Uh, because we are um, ugly people that have made it cool to be ugly. We're the male gossip. Well, thanks very much. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 do. do, do. do.